Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb, and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. On today's episode, we have an amazing guest, Alan Ronalds Keane from Self Care for Teachers and Perk Digital is joining us. As you may know, I often introduce the guest to the podcast, but given that Alan has two businesses, I just thought this was going to get a little bit much for me today. So I'm going to let Alan tell us all about what she does and dive into some of the mechanics of how she juggles these two amazing businesses. A huge thank you for being here today, Alan, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks for having me. Oh, um, welcome. And don't worry, it's, it's confusing sometimes for me too, explaining <laughs> who I am and <laughs> the many hats that I wear. Oh, I bet. I used to have the same problem. Well, actually, I still do because I wear multiple hats as well. But yeah, it's such a challenge to have a couple of businesses. But these these businesses are even very different. Like, mm. Tell us all, a little bit about self-care for teachers. Let's start there. Yeah, sure. And that's the the place to start because that's that's where it all started. So I used to be a high school teacher uh, and uh, then I started self-care for teachers because I could see, while I was still teaching, because I could see a real need. Um, your listeners may or may not know that uh, we do have a problem in, in the world, um, but in Australia with teacher burnout and um, teacher wellbeing. It's not the cruisy job that everybody thinks it, it is. Uh, and I could see that there was a need um, for some more support for, we do a lot to support the students um, and their their welfare and their wellbeing, but I could see there was a need for some more support for the grown-ups in the school. Yeah. And uh, so I started self-care for teachers six years ago now while I was still teaching and um, I had gone and, and done some extra uh, qualifications in a couple of um, coaching modalities and meditation and a few things that um, I really wanted to support teachers with. And uh, then because of my own health journey, I ended up leaving the classroom and um, pursuing self-care for teachers on, you know, full time. Started the Teacher Wellbeing podcast in the beginning of 2017, and um, which was my first year out of the classroom, working for myself full time. And um, although I had certainly validated the need, I turns out I hadn't, and I didn't know this at the time, but I hadn't actually validated the business model of <laughs> self care for teachers. So you know, you need money to eat, um, and <laughs> going back into the classroom wasn't an option. So um, one thing led to another, and uh, I accidentally started a second business in podcast production, which is Perk Digital. Right. This explains. I understand now. Yes. <laughs> I, so you had self-care for teachers first and then yes. brought in Perk Digital. So tell us a bit more about Perk Digital. Mm, and Perk Digital didn't necessarily start uh, as Perk Digital. It just started as me doing a little bit of freelancing on the side um, with because I'd you know developed all these great skills uh, to set up self-care for teachers and, you know, graphic design for social media and social media and content scheduling and all those sorts of things. And I, and I just started helping people. They started asking me, Hey, how do you do that? Can you, what you've done there on your 
Facebook page. Can you help me do that on my Facebook page and all that sort of stuff? So I started doing a little bit of freelance on the side and, and it just took off. Um, and you know, I, I kind of laugh that I've had these two opposite business journeys. Self-care for teachers had all the external, um, you know, all the branding and all the content. And, uh, I mean, a lot of, lot of vanity metrics, uh, but the business model was not validated. I, I, for a long time, it was making a loss mm. um, because I didn't know what I didn't know about business. But then Perk Digital, on the other hand, was the opposite. It still has, it has a website now, but it didn't for about three years. Um, it doesn't have very much social media presence at all, although I plan to change that this year. And um, and yet it's been the, I suppose, the main gig. Self-care for teachers has stayed the side hustle the whole time because Perk Digital just took off and um, and I, over time, narrowed it down rather than doing all the virtual assisting things for people. I now just really specialize in podcasts because they are my second love. So I'm very happy to be um, focusing in the podcast space as well. That's awesome. Two passion projects. Like, Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. I, I love it. I think um, you and I are probably quite in sync as far as that's concerned. I can't do one thing. I've always got to you know, mm. multiply and mm. and. I'd rather be much busier, uh, you know, in, in my business and, and that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, it's awesome. It re- resonates with me so well. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it resonates with, with listeners too, oh, because sure. I, I meet a lot of people who say, oh yeah, I kind of have the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's common. I think it's mm. common. Um, so they do, the experts actually tell us to focus mm. on one thing. Um, have you thought about picking one and just doubling down on that or not for you? Yeah, look, I've thought about it. I tried actually. I tried when, when about three years ago when self-care for teachers really, you know, wasn't making money and Perk Digital was, was doing really well, um, I tried to quit self-care for teachers and it wouldn't let me it won't leave me alone um it really is a calling I think um and so I did try and just do one thing but I also you know I think often that's good advice just do one thing is is generally good advice and it comes from um trying to help people avoid the trap that many people fall into which is shiny object syndrome and I think there's a difference between what I'm doing which is wearing a couple of hats but they're they're really clear containers of what they are and I'm very focused on those and shiny object syndrome which is you know changing your offers changing your business model changing your branding changing everything every time somebody says oh I did this and and now you think oh go over there I'll try what they did and you never really give anything time to actually to follow through and yeah. actually see if it will work. And I, I think that's where that advice comes from. So it's good advice and I agree with it. But also I think that um, for anyone who identifies as a, a multi-potentialite or multi-passionate, mm-hmm. uh, it can be really difficult to feel like we have to pick just one. Um, and actually I have found it's been quite good for my mental health to have the two, and they are, you mentioned at the start, they are very different businesses with very different um you know, services and very different business models. It's been really good for me to have the two because inevitably when one's not going well or when something's stressing me out with one, the other one's going okay. And I can turn my attention to that and feel like, oh, it's okay. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a total failure. I've got something going for me, you know, um, and we all have those moments of self-doubt and it's really, it's really nice to be able to, um, express both sides of myself I suppose and and Mm. share both of my my passions but also have one to turn to when the other one feels like maybe it 
you know, maybe it wasn't a great day in the office for <laughs> for that hat. I'll put the other hat on and feel better about myself. Yeah, no, that sounds perfect. I would love that. And, and it makes perfect sense as well. And um, to actually, you know, start your day with one of the businesses and go, oh, not, not feeling it today, flip mm-hmm. over to the other one. Or like you said, you know, it could be just a, a bad bad Monday morning and exactly. you know, not, not feeling it for one mm. of them. You've got flexibility, clearly, you know, you yep. know. You don't overload your schedule to the point where you don't have that choice as well. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb, or directly on my website under, you guessed it, kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can also find me on Facebook under Micro and Small Business Support Group. But something you said a moment ago resonated a lot, and that was the the word container. So Mm. you've put these two businesses in specialist containers like they are literally you know that you're doing that over there and you're doing that over there you're not you're not morphing the two because Mm -hmm. they're so different you've Mm -hmm. got that ability to keep them clearly separated yeah and that was actually um the word container was really important for me when I was starting to figure out what what I was going to do with this freelance stuff that I was doing on the side because that was where it was really confusing introducing myself uh, whereas now that I have these two containers, it's it's much easier because people understand, well, that's what that is and that's what that is and never the twain shall meet. And, I mean, they do cross over in terms of me and my interests and my um, expertise, but it's much easier for other people to understand it with those containers and it's also much easier for me to set boundaries around them too with those containers. Yeah, exactly. And and another question I've got, tools, techniques, like they're so different, these two two businesses. So mm. what tools and techniques do you use and, you know, to, to make this possible? How does this, yeah. how does this happen? Mm. Well, I'm not doing it alone. I, I really do want to make that clear. I did for, for a while, but for nearly two years now, I've had an assistant at Perk Digital who does help me with, um, with, with the work that we do there. And uh, that has been, you know, game-changing for me, being able to have a little bit of support in that business as opposed to trying to do everything myself and wear all the hats myself. And we've been able to, over over time, you know, really specialise more on what she does and what I do. And so we, we sort of um, share the, the load of the work that way. Self-care for teachers is still pretty much all me, although I am bringing someone in just a couple of hours a week to help me with admin and stuff this year because you do it is a mental load right it's a lot Um, and I do recommend if you can you know outsource what doesn't have to be done by you Um, that is really important it is obviously also a balance especially I know you're talking oftentimes to people in the early stages of business and I know this very well it's not always financially an option Mm. Um, so in terms of uh, tools or techniques I'm very clear now and it's 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 flexible. I can change it if I need to, and it's taken a while to get there, but I'm very clear now about when I work on which business. So I have, um, you know, certain days of the week that I work on one and certain days that I work on the other, and they're pretty clear cut these days. Every now and then it might have to change for some reason, but that's important too. So I'm not actually, I I will check in with each in the morning, but I'm Mm. not actually task switching throughout the day or, or switching hats, you know, every half an hour or anything like that. Um, and I'm also really, uh, really proactive about my own general well-being. Um, 
which is important because that allows me to show up and do what I need to do in each. So in terms of techniques, just looking after myself and making sure that, you know, all my, all my keystone habits, sleep, exercise, you know, good nutrition, hydration, all of those things, stress management is taken care of because that's important um, in terms of (laughs) just being able to balance it. Um, And I also track my work hours and that has been um, actually a transformational uh, habit that I have since being a teacher, it's one of one of the most foundational and most important well-being habits that I recommend for all teachers to do. And I know a lot of business owners may track their hours from a billable, a billable hours perspective, um, but I'm not actually talking about it from that reason. I, I track my hours um, to help with the work-life balance, to keep in check how many hours are going to each business, you know, each week. Um, with Perk Digital, I obviously am also keeping track of the client work that I'm doing, which is how over the years I've cut out some of the services that I didn't want to offer anymore because they they just weren't the best choice for me based on that data that I was keeping for myself. Mm-hmm. I use the app Toggle Track, um, which is free. And um, so tracking my hours is actually a, a technique that I've used to help balance the two um, so that if there is it, and there, it happens, you know, some weeks is, is much more heavily in one business than the other. Um, but it also helps me keep in check. So I'm not working 65 hours every single week because that is just a recipe for burnout. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Mm. And just while we're talking about a bit of, you know, your health and, and your mm. being, so you've actually had uh, a couple of situations challenge you along the mm. journey. Um, a couple of, I think there's a couple of chronic illnesses that have yeah. kind of impeded the situation a little mm. bit. How have you found working for yourself and working in the online business space? How do, how do you find that that impacts your health and, and, or vice versa? Yeah. And it is both. It is both ways. Um, working for myself has been a really deliberate choice. Um, I mean, initially, so I had thyroid cancer when I was at university before I even became a teacher, wasn't very robust uh, physically as a teacher. And it is a job that requires you to be pretty robust and able to kind of soldier on and I um, often struggled with that and so that was one of the big reasons that I moved out of the classroom Um, and then I've also for several years now known that I have endometriosis which is um, a a real challenge at the moment so I I very much uh, the self-employment piece allows me to be uh, flexible with myself and with my health and and the way I feel each day um, in a way that working for someone else doesn't always, and particularly around being able to be in control of my own schedule and schedule my life and my businesses around my cycle, um, which is so important. Um, endometriosis is a, you know, generally it's a chronic pain condition that uh, is worse during menstruation. So um, that is something that in in some pockets of the internet, it's uh, all the rage and everybody knows about it. And then other people I mention it to and they just think, what is this woo-woo strange approach? But um, it's really, really made a big difference in my life. And it wouldn't, I don't think it would be um, impossible working for, you know, an employer, but I think it would have to be a pretty understanding employer. And to their credit, my school that I worked for, um, you know, in the last few years of my teaching career was very understanding and, and, uh, but it's still something that you don't necessarily want to be uh, disclosing each uh, week where you're at in your cycle. And I don't need to do that anymore because I work for myself and I can just rearrange things as, as, um, as I need to. So that, you know, working for myself has been, I would say the, the biggest um, 
thing that has allowed me to continue to earn money as somebody with multiple chronic illnesses that are flaring up at different times and it's often unexpected. Um, I think working for somebody else now, now that I've worked for myself in a way that's successful, because also in the early days when I wasn't making much money, it was very, very stressful. Mm. Um, now that I seem to have found my feet, I don't know that I would go back to work for somebody else. It would have to be a very flexible employer, um, which I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the pandemic and this global work from home experiment that the world has been on, I hope that um, many employers will be able to be more flexible because it's something that, you know, the ability to work from home, the ability to not have to uh, travel to and from work or commute or go on public transport. These are the sorts of things that people with chronic illness and disabilities have been asking for this accessibility option um, and the flexibility for years and were told it couldn't happen. And then guess what? It can happen when we all have to do it. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, in, in general, employers will get more uh, understanding of this kind of thing and more flexible. But for me personally, it's been absolutely transformational to work for myself and to be able to um, be the boss of my own schedule and and uh, and to be able to accept or reject work that will or won't um, be, I suppose, compatible with yeah. uh, with my health because that was one of the really stressful things in the early days before I'd kind of done much freelancing. I'd, I and as you do, when you're new at something, you're underestimating how long things will take and that sort of thing. And I, I underestimated a couple of big jobs and, and ended up um, because, you know, I'm obviously wanting to be reliable and do a good job for the client, ended up really pushing to meet deadlines that were actually very, very um, bad for my health. And there was a, you know, a, a payoff um, for me after the fact, after I've delivered the, um, the work and then <laughs> collapsed in a heap for a week. So um I'm able to avoid that now uh, and some of those lessons you just learn the hard way but it's really it's really important for me as someone with a chronic illness to be able to be in charge of my own schedule and and the internet pretty much allows me to do that. Yeah I, I think you've, you've hit a, a really fantastic topic there we won't go into the the full details of it but I think we can all agree that the landscape of employees has changed you and I we're not employable anymore by the way no. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you know that but I'll just yep. kind of you know press that button for you because yeah, yeah. yeah we're, once you've been self-employed for you know a number of years and, and you've picked up all these amazing skills just like mm. yourself and you've, you've grabbed those skills from you know self-care for teachers and and you know place that into Perk Digital mm. and that's exactly what happens because mm we're just not employable and you know, it's not it's not inviting anymore especially once you've you know reached your sweet spot and you've been mm. um relatively successful or successful in, in in your mind to reach your mm. goals um but yeah I think the landscape's about to change dramatically people are not going to the office particularly um well I don't I don't know too much about other states so I confess but here in Melbourne like I think it's just gone back to 50 percent or something mm. like that and public transport is at an all-time low you mm. know and yeah the idea of commuting I think many um, employees have proven that working remotely and working from home certainly has brought advantages to companies mm. and yeah I think all that stuff's really gonna start I think we'll see the dust settle throughout 2021 and see what happens in that space but workplaces are more open to that flexibility arrangement now which is great I think that's yeah. 
and it, it's it, good for everyone it's good yeah, for everyone and and I also think that it's it's something that you know you need to assess on a case-by-case basis and it also needs to be you know even that flexibility arrangement needs to be flexible there's been multiple times in the last four or five years where I've what what habits were working for me suddenly weren't you know the the setup wasn't working I moved into a co-working space my local co-working space here in Toowoomba um, is fantastic canvas co-working and um, moved in there had an office there for a little while because I just like working from home as as we also know when when you're choosing it it's one thing when you're forced into it um, totally different and it's not always whether or not it's a personality thing or just a life stage thing it's just not always the right fit as well and so that even that flexibility piece needs to be able to be flexible to change when when things need to change yeah 100 percent. can't agree more Mm -hmm. and on this similar kind of topic here you call yourself a digital homebody what tell us what a digital homebody is what does that mean yeah, it basically means that I have a location independent business or businesses um, that, you know, I can pretty much operate anywhere with an internet connection. And uh, just like you may have heard the term digital nomad, which is people with location independent businesses that operate anywhere with an internet connection and often travel around the world, I could do that, but I choose not to, even before the pandemic, I choose to work from home or, um, you know, stay in my town and, and have strong roots in my community. Um, and so like, I am an introvert and I am a homebody just in general, I think by nature. Um, and also my husband's job is here in Toowoomba in Queensland. So, you know, that obviously keeps us here. We bought a house here, that sort of thing. We have, we have some, um, location ties, I suppose, nothing that's, um, couldn't be changed if we wanted to change it, but, um, you know, even before the pandemic put an end to that uh, or at least press pause on that kind of digital nomad travel lifestyle, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And with chronic illnesses, it's it's not very easy, um, pretty, pretty demanding. And uh, it's good for me to be at home in my own bed and, you know, with access to my own medical professionals if I need them. Um, and I really love the idea of the internet opening up the 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 distances, you know, it gets rid of that tyranny of distance. Um, if you have good internet connections, which I realize is not always the case in regional areas in Australia. Mm. Um, and, but it essentially means that I can work from anywhere, but I choose to work from my own little home haven. Awesome. But you've got the, you've got, you know, co co-working spaces available mm. as well. And I've heard so many people that work from home and businesses are based from home that use even local cafes. Yeah. Uh, it's just just to, you know, sometimes you just need to get out and sometimes you just need to concentrate on a particular job or you might mm. want to, you know, just have some alone time to gather your thoughts. You might yes. have a, a new, something new coming into your business that you want to kind of hash mm. out with yourself. So hopping into a local cafe or a co-working space mm. is really awesome. It's yeah, fun. and I think 2020 has shown us all, even the introverts in us, how much we actually do need human interaction face-to-face not just through the screens so you know there's absolutely um time and place for that and I do love my local co-working space and um pop in when they have events and that sort of thing because it's good for networking and it's good for community absolutely for sure and Alan some final advice for the business owners that might be listening what's do you have any little hints or tips that you can share with us anything that you want to share today yeah, look, I think um, my, you know, other than my love for podcasts, my other love is really well-being, um, which stems partly from my own, you know, health challenges uh, and also from um, 
witnessing people burn out in a big way. And I think we do sometimes throw the term burnout around a little bit willy nilly and, you know, oh, I'm so burnt out. I just need a weekend on the couch watching Bridgerton. Um, but actually true burnout, it, it, you know, all the, all the way down the far end of the continuum of burnout, it, it stops you working. Um, and it, it is actually really debilitating. And it, it happens to teachers. It happens to business owners as well. And, you know, I always say to teachers that you're a person first and a teacher second. And if you look after the person, the teacher will be able to carry on. And I think that same advice applies to business owners. You're a person first and a business owner second. And, um, and you need to treat yourself accordingly you need to, to um, prioritize things in that order and make sure that the person is okay and looked after before you can then go and uh, you know continue to show up sustainably for the business long term so that would be my advice burnout happens to to business owners too and I think it's actually really really um, unfortunately more common than we realize uh, and you know we we are not robots we can't go on indefinitely without uh, refilling the tank so yeah put yourself first it's not selfish you're a person first and a business owner second, and you're allowed to look after you. Yeah, I, I had to take that on board myself last year. I actually mm. started scheduling in because I live on an Outlook calendar. Mm. Like every movement that I that I have is is on my calendar, and I literally like I've kept it there now. I've still got my treadmill session in the morning because my exercise is important. Yeah, um, but I even had my lunch scheduled on my calendar just to. Mm you know, allocate that time. And most of it was spent preparing the food rather than eating mm. the food. But that's that's a break away, you know. Absolutely. To the kitchen for half an hour to put something together. It's yeah. getting away from the screens. It's getting, you know, just clearing your mind. and, and yeah, It's a brain break yeah. and, and yeah. a body break, get up, move around a bit. I mean, lunch is not a luxury. But, we, you know, we often think about those basic physiological needs as like, oh, no, that's needy if I, if I have to. You know, I could just power through yeah, in an extreme circumstance, but like you don't have to do that every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Alan, that's fantastic. Thank you. And where can we find you? Um, Instagram is probably the place I'm hanging out the most lately. So you can you can also find me on LinkedIn. Happy to connect on LinkedIn. Um, if you just look for my name, Ellen Ronalds Keen, I'll come up because I've got uh, double barrel last name. Um, you can find me on Instagram if you're interested in the teacher stuff at self care for teachers. If you're interested in podcast um, podcasting in general uh, at perk dig short for digital, but just perk did perk dig and also just at Ellen Ronalds Keen. And that's where I'm at on Instagram. Love to connect. Thank you. I'll share all of those links in the show notes for the listeners. And thanks, Ellen. Thanks so much for joining me today and sharing your business story and some great tips there also. I really appreciate you coming on the show and no doubt we'll chat again really soon. I'm sure we will. Thank you, Kerry. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes and I'd also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.